right, here we are back at it again. Fantasy Island, fantasy football. Critical time, guys. It is second week of the playoffs. If you made it that far. You know, again, guys, remember, you just got to stay on top of it. You got a couple weeks left. If you're in it, get in it to win it. Right? Are you guys into the playoffs still? I think Bombo beat T in one of our leagues, didn't he? Yeah, he crushed me by like 30 points. And weren't you the number one seed in that league, T? No, I was the fourth seed. Oh, that was in my league then. He got crushed. Did you guys see how I lost that league? I was traveling this week, dude, and I made the switch. I guess it didn't take. But I switched Tua for Allen. It didn't take. I By the time I looked at it, the game was going. And yeah, I lost by 19 Wait, points. Is that what we're calling you on a prison bus? Is uh, you're traveling? It's, oh, oh, dude, do you remember 48 hours? That bus on 48 hours yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Anyway. That was an awesome one. Yeah. But are you guys ready to get into some starts and sits? Obviously, it's critical time, guys. So we're trying to get critical information out to our listeners to help them get steer them to that fantasy final next week. It's only a couple weeks left, a couple weeks of dealing with these guys. And then we're going to go into that fucking playoffs. Okay. Before we get started, guys, I got a question. This is just a football question. Is there going to be a team in the playoffs under 500? Yes. The Bucks. That's horrible. I think there is too. T, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree I, with Bombo. See, that's where I think the fucking divisions need to get out of there. Keep them if you want, like paper divisions, but in the playoffs, it's just the best teams. You know what I mean? But I don't even know if they would have enough teams to fill the playoffs with one that isn't 500. I don't know. And just saying, it's a weird year. A lot of teams are down. Teams that we didn't expect to be down like this are down. You know, I, I don't know. Raiders. Look at what happened to them. Look at Denver. But I heard a couple guys giving uh, Russell Wilson a wash for this year just because everybody got hurt. But, you know, and a new coach, all that shit. But again, there are starts and sits of the week. We can start and sit a lot of guys. Bombo, we're going to throw it off to you first. You have the responsibility of steering this bus down the right road, bro. Because you know what? We're going to be following you. And this is such a critical week for our listeners. Started off, Bombo, who's your week 16 start? Well, just like you were saying, King, right now a lot of teams are not doing what we expected them to do. Either that's underperforming and we have some teams that are probably overperforming. One of those underperforming teams all year has been the Green Bay Packers and it starts at the quarterback position. But guess what? They got some playoff life. They got a light at the end of the tunnel. They could possibly win out. Some people could lose. They can sneak in. And I mean, as much shit as we give Aaron Rodgers on this show, he has the arm talent. And when his offense and his receivers are clicking and they're on the same page as him, he can go toe to toe with any quarterback in the league when it comes to touchdown passes. And he's going against a Miami team that gives up a ton of yards in the air and gives up a ton of touchdowns to wide receivers. Uh, Miami gives up 22 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And those are quarterbacks like Mac Jones. You know, not, there's not world, they're not playing world beaters every week. Sometimes you have to go with what's reliable. Aaron Rodgers, at a time when his team needs him, he may be someone that can lead your team to a much needed win. There's some reasons why you might want to start him. They have no AJ Dillon at the time of us recording this right now. They're going to have to rely on Aaron Jones. And if we know Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, he's not going to allow anybody else to touch the ball as far as a running back. They're not going to bring a guy up off the practice field and he's going to be a one hit wonder, nothing like that. 
if they're going to run it, they're going to run it with Jones. Otherwise, they're going to get everybody else involved in the passing game. He finally has a healthy receiving core. Romeo Dobbs came back in week 15 and immediately started getting targets and started producing. Christian Watson, he joked around with Christian Watson and kind of like half-assedly threw him under the bus after the game. I don't know if you guys caught that when he pretty much said if he wants to catch touchdowns, he has to run the right route. Christian Watson is still the most athletic guy they have on that offense as far as speed, height, size, everything. So they're going to have to get him more involved in the offense going forward. And he's a stud in the making. He has old reliable Alan Lazard for all of those possession downs. And then Randall Cobb is good for a good three or four catches a game in critical situations. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers against Miami will probably finish in the top 10. And if you had someone go down like Kyler Murray or you got a really bad matchup, I mean, if you're on the fence, whether like you have Justin Fields against Buffalo or something like that, I think Aaron Rodgers has the better matchup. You might want to put him in there over Brady. So you have options. And I think it's time to, if he's on your waiver wire, he shouldn't be. If he's on your bench, this may be the only time where you could probably rely on him. What do you guys think? Yeah, no, that's pretty good uh, call outs right there. I mean, no A.J. Dillon there, Bombo. I mean, that's huge right there. And the fact that that receiving core, I mean, it's pretty sick right now. You got Dobbs and Watson. Those are two very talented rookies over there. I, I, I just, for me, it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's still A.A. Ron. I don't trust him this season. I mean, the guy's head is not screwed on right, if you will. Um, never really has been, but it's kind of gotten even more loose this year. And that team has really struggled. So I don't know. Um, that's still kind of just, it's tough for me as a Bears fan, but just even as a fantasy owner, just seeing what he's done this year, but that's going to be a shootout. So I really think that if any week that you um, must start, it's going to be this week. So yeah, I like that, Bombo. Well, I think the key is that it's, you know, is who you're playing and what you're going to have to put up with. Now, I, again, I don't think there's going to be any weather down there, but if there's rain, it'll definitely slow down the scoring. But I mean, the only way for Rodgers to keep up really because their defense hasn't been playing that well. So if the Dolphins come out and they do what they do and they even did it against Buffalo, they scored in the fucking snow. They don't give a shit. They scored in 10 degrees. Everyone's saying these guys can't play. Really? They took them to the fucking last second, man. You know what I mean? So Miami's legit. So Darren Rodgers, no, he's he's going to have to carry that team. And Bombo's right. I think the biggest thing was A.J. Dillon, man. A.J. Dillon not being there and that horse just plugging up in there. You know, where you could just get that four or five yards and fucking this guy just leans forward. If he's not going to play and he's not 100%, I don't think they have a chance. Because it's just going to be Aaron Rodgers having to air it out and then they're just going to blitz him. They're going to do other things to him and it's going to be hard. He needs that play action. He needs that kind of action off of his passes. So I think it's a it's a good week for him because I think at, the, at probably by the second half, they're just going to have to be slinging the ball. So he's going to have 300 plus. He's going to have two or three touchdowns just to try to keep up. And he might not even be able to keep up with those numbers. So, I mean, if he can do more than that and get a couple long Christian watching touchdowns, that and that's what pads these guys' stats and they get those big long ones. You know, that if he can throw a little five-yard fucking crosser and Christian Watson runs for 85 or something, fuck yeah, 400, here we come. You know what I mean? I see that completely. It's a great call, Bobo. I think that's a, it's a, good, that's a good start. All right, T, who's your week 16 start? All right, guys, so my week 16 start is Isaiah Pacheco. 
Now, this guy's taking over that backfield, and he is, I mean, he's just really running hard. The opportunities for Pacheco is really solid, especially against his matchup against Seattle. Seattle is very, very weak against the run, and they are the second weakest team in fantasy as far as giving up run points. So I really like this matchup. He's a solid RB2 for this week. He's averaging over five yards per carry. He's getting, you know, double-digit carries every single week. I really like this guy. He runs really hard. My only thing about him for fantasy owners is he's very limited in the passing game. We already know that it doesn't go to him that often, so that kind of lowers his fantasy ceiling. But still, RB2 type of situation. The guy's a stud, he runs hard, and he's getting some really solid fantasy points, especially if you're in a PPR type of league. So I really like Isaiah Pacheco, week 16, must start. Pacheco in week 15 had a crucial fumble against the Texans, and they immediately pulled him. They uh, dusted off Ronald Jones out of a shoebox and threw him out there for a couple carries. Then they came halftime. And Andy Reid went to him for five straight touches coming out of halftime, and he put up 58 yards on those touches, including two catches. And that was sending a statement to the Texans, to the Chiefs, and to Pacheco that he will get starters touches. Now, McKinnon has been balling for them lately, right? But he's been at a real efficient per-touch basis. And where some people may think, hey, McKinnon might be the choice here, McKinnon's kind of doing what we saw CEH doing earlier in the year, and that's just taking advantage of Mahomes, like having a defense on their heels for eight to nine seconds, and then just tossing it to the open guy. A lot of what I saw from McKinnon in week 15, it looked like they forgot this guy was even on the field. I think there was just multiple eyes on, on Mahomes and Kelsey, and they were just leaving him open. I know that the Seahawks aren't the best defense, but they're well coached in all facets of the game. And I think there's enough film on McKinnon now that people will be eyeballing him. So if there was a toss up between which running back in that backfield will have the better fantasy game, I think I'd go towards Pacheco too. We know this offense and we know that Pacheco three touchdown game where he falls in the end zone twice and one is just a long one. We know that that's coming. And there's only a few games left for that to happen. And just statistically and what we know about football, we know that that game's coming. I think that you, you should I think roll the, the bigger dice. thing too, and I'm going to ask you this question real quick, Bombo. I, I think in my eyes, I've seen sort of in the last couple of weeks, they're almost getting him ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just by the way they're using him. You know what I mean? And, and I think he, he still gets looks a little bit in the passing game, but I think and it's not, to me, I don't see their offense, and, and you chime in after this, Bombo, or, and T, you guys tell me what you think. But I think their offense is, it's almost like what kind of offense they're in, what's going on in the game, the flow of the game. If they're in a passing type of situation, McKinnon's in there and he'll run the ball, he'll catch the ball, whatever else. If they're in a game where they're ahead and they're really controlling the ball and they just want to move the ball down the field and be, you know, do whatever they want to do, be methodical or take that long strike, it's usually Pacheco and they're usually leading with a couple runs. And Pacheco runs hard. This fucker, he's just young. He doesn't want to go down, so he's going to take those extra hits and those extra punches on the ball. And he's going to lose one, but he's got to protect that ball. And don't you guys think, though, at this point, 
he'll be the guy to start next year, but Clyde Edwards is going to get probably as many touches as him. I mean, because I, I don't see him getting cut, right? I don't think he'll get cut, but I do think that his leash got a little bit shorter, and I think that uh, they may, like you said on a, on a previous show, King, hey, go ahead and take your time with that healing. You know, go go ahead and, uh, you know, go see our specialist, do that, because I think it's buying them some time because they have talent in the backfield. Remember, they got Melvin Gordon back there, too, on the practice squad. So they're, they're, they've got, they got some heads back there. And, and I know that last week we were talking about McKinnon. Uh, McKinnon's not the, the youngest horse in the stable. I think using this committee type approach is getting the most out of who they have and what those running backs can provide. But I think next year he'll have games where he gets 20 carries a game. Yeah, see that. And that's what I was going to, and that's exactly a, the great way to answer. Cause I didn't know if he can get 20 carries a game. So I think he's going to get anywhere from 12 to 15 and maybe two or three looks in the passing game. McKinnon will get a lot more in the passing game. You know, and Clyde Edwards will get about the same numbers as him. What do you think, T? Yeah, he's averaging around 14 carries. And, uh, but if you go kind of go back to that Rams game in week 12, he had 22 carries. So he can definitely be that workhorse type of runner. Yeah, no, no, no. All these guys yeah. can. But it's like, they don't do that there. And Bombo nailed it. It's more a committee. And they're going to keep feeding different guys. And that's what sort of sucks. When you got a guy with that kind of talent who, if he was getting the ball like a Damian Pierce 25 times a game, he'd put up the same kind of numbers, if not better. You know, so, I mean, just another one. I mean, great, great start, T. You know, I just think that, uh, you know, he's been trending up all year, too, and he's definitely the future that that team at running back. So I'm going to go ahead and get started again now with my week 16 start. And this is a little bit different, guys, and I'm just throwing this out here, and it's going to be a little bit of a two-tiered approach because obviously I think there's guys out there who are sort of thinking Jalen Hurts is going to play this week. It popped up after the game that Jalen Hurts suffered a sprained shoulder. He got whacked a couple times in the Chicago game, and now he's he's not a game-time decision, but they said they'll know by Friday, Thursday or Friday, if he's going to be able to be you know, good enough to play. The reality is this, guys. They have a cushion. They have a big cushion. Even though they're playing Dallas, they would love to beat them with Gardner Minshew. Because if that happens and they play him in the playoffs with Jalen Hurts, psychologically, Dallas would already be, they would lose. So I think that's a great approach for them. And why risk your guy when you're going to get the number one seed in the NFC? Give him a fucking week off, guys. They're going to give him a week off. And Gardner Minshew is serviceable. And you know it, T, as well as I do. Bombo, you know it. This motherfucker's been doing jumping jacks and his fucking athletic supporter the last couple of weeks. Fucking doing his stretches with nothing on but his fucking jock. You know what I mean? Getting so pumped up. And he's like these Heineke guys. He's like these guys who can have one or two big games. And it's like the first game of the season for him. He's getting first team reps this week. He is pumped, dog. This dude is jacked. He's going to come out slinging to A.J. Brown, slinging to Devontae Smith, to fucking whoever else wants to catch that fucking ball. And they're going to run the fucking ball too. And these guys are going to beat Dallas. 
and Gardner Minshew is going to throw for at least 260 and two touchdowns. And if you're hurting at quarterback and you had Lamar and you're scrambling and Dak just sucking balls for you and everybody else is sucking balls, hey, pick up my boy Gardner Minshew. Start him, have some nuts, go out there, drop him. You're nuts, not him. But pick him up and start him. Fantasy playoff starter, Gardner Minshew. We'll see how this works out next week. What do you think, guys? King, I'm right there with you. So if you were to tell a uh, Joe Mixon owner, if Mixon was to go down this past week and he has Samaj P. Ryan on his bench, what should he play Samaj P. Ryan if Mixon goes down in this next, in this upcoming playoff match? You could probably slide him in and because that's the handcuff and he's a high value handcuff. You'd slide him in and have no doubts. I mean, unless you're deep, but that's why you have him to put him in in a crucial situation. Gardner Minshew would start for a lot of teams in the NFL right now. He is a gunslinger. And like you mentioned, he's throwing to Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, a refresh off the IR Dallas Goddard, uh, Miles Sanders. And he's he's got confidence and it's a big game. And I mean, if you're Minshew, you could see the headlines now, right? This game could possibly get Minshew paid and a starting job next year if he beats the Cowboys in a big division game and he utilizes his weapons and he doesn't turn the ball over. This could be a, a really big game. And and fantasy, yeah, you want to play the numbers, you want to play the analytics, you want to play studs, but opportunity and and just having that gut feeling should play a part in how you're setting your, your lineups as well. And right now, Minshew has a huge opportunity on the probably the number one offense in the NFL right now in a rivalry game. Gardner Minshew's the move. He's jacked. I'm telling you, what do you think, T? Yeah, I like that call. Um, I'm just a little bit more cautious than you guys are about Minshew. I know he's going to come out all pumped up. I just hope he doesn't have kind of a letdown. You know where these guys come in too hyped up and they're overthrowing guys and things like that. I mean, that's definitely something that can happen too because you know the energy level is going to be there when he comes in. He's one of those types of guys that he just has high energy. Like you were saying, King, probably doing jumping jacks in the thong somewhere in his basement or something. But that's Don't him. Don't you have that He's video? Got that high... <laughs> Excuse me? Don't you have that video? Of him I doing do. The jumping jacks in his thong? I play it daily. But yeah, that's your workout, you know, the what like your motivational for your work, right, right? That's how I start machine. every morning. Right. But that's anyway, I mean. kind of to what you guys were saying though, if Minshew balls out and has a great game, and maybe that game is setting him up for his next role, I mean, I could see him going to a team like the Colts. I mean, Saints. all they do is recycle Saints, all they do is recycle guys. So, I mean, I know that they should probably be drafting, but I think Minshew could end up at one of those teams as a little bit of a stopgap. Who knows? But I like that. King, that's putting your coconuts out there this week, but I like it. Do you know that's what I'm built on, guys? I told you that from week one, dude. I'm going to throw it out there. Hey, and sometimes I'm going to get fucking knocked the fuck out, dude. And these guys are going to blow up or not blow up, whatever it is I call them out to do. But hey, that's what we do here. Hey, King, right? King, one one bonus must start is King Henry versus the Texans. Just go to YouTube, put King Henry versus the Texans and look up all the uh, highlights that come up from different games. And that should tell you why you should start them. Okay, let me ask mm -hmm. a question, Bombo. 
If someone's in the playoffs and they have King Henry, you think they're thinking about sitting him? No, but <laughs> I, I think there's I think there's some guys out there that overthink it. I mean, I'm just, no. I mean, I'm just saying, Doc. Even if that dude no, is shitty, I fucking still play him every week. You know what I mean? Just cut. There are there, there are guys out there three hundred yards in a game, right? Even even worse, the guy that that thought the same thing and was like, "I'm throwing Jonathan Taylor out there no matter what," and then was immediately eliminated at the end of the first quarter. So he's somebody like that probably no, but doesn't want to make the same mistake. That part is commitment and, and your investment. Mm-hmm. He's your number start, one. Guy. Start your studs. Yeah, you still got to give it a shot. You're already in the uh-huh. hole that deep. You know, it's like we said, right? You bought the car, dude. Just fucking roll Ride it out. Ride it out. Yeah, just roll it out there for the year, dude, until it fucking hits the IR. But hey, with that, rolling into it, we're just going to coconut it some more, man. I'm going to start this shit off with my must sit week 16. So this is like, this was the logic, guys, with my must start. Because my must sit's going to be Miles Sanders. I don't think Dallas is going to let Philly run the ball. I think that they're going to shut down the run game and force my boy, Gardner Minshew, to win the game. And guess what? He's going to win the game. So I think they're going to do every effort they can to really load up that box. They know Van Der Esch fucking busted his neck again last week, dude. This guy just can't stay healthy. He's a good linebacker, really good, but he's just... He's got neck issues, Bosworth, all these guys with those long necks, dude. They just can't keep it going, you know. But I I still think they have enough, and their defensive line is ridiculous. I think their defensive secondary fills the gaps, and their safeties fly, and they tackle well. So I I just don't see Miles Sanders really having anything. And I think why not just think that way, especially if Jalen Hurts isn't playing. So that's why I think they're underestimating Gardner Minshew. But I think at that point, they're just going to shut down Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders, my must-sit week 16. What do you think, guys? I can definitely get behind that logic. The Cowboys, it's kind of pick your poison. I think because we see so much Cowboys footage and so much Cowboys content, either online or on TV, all the talking heads, that we start to think that Cowboys are on the schedule some sort of defensive juggernaut, and you should not start your guys against them. The reality with the Cowboys is, Sometimes they're really good against the run. Sometimes they're really good against the pass. But the pass rush is really their thing. And you would be surprised at how much how much you could torch the Cowboys, whether it be through the air, whether it be on the ground. They're real streaky when it comes to defense. So from what you were saying, King, if the Cowboys make an effort to stop the run, they can get exposed in the passing game. There's just too many weapons on, on offense for the Eagles uh, through the air. And I think that's going to be the Cowboys biting themselves in the ass and, and trying to stop that run. And I think they will do a good job of stopping the run. But when it comes down to it, let's go back to the Gardner Minshew argument. Too many weapons. They can air it out. And if they try to take away Minshew for some reason, I think then Miles Sanders can get off a little bit. But I think that the Eagles aren't going to run the risk of giving him the ball 30 times a game anyway, especially against a, an okay defense. So, uh, yeah, I'd say bench Miles Sanders as well. He? What do you think? I'm going to go a little bit of the opposite way from you guys. Uh, I'm not sold on this Cowboys defense and their run defense has been very sus over the last couple of weeks. So to be honest with you, I kind of like the fact that Minshew coming in. Yes, I love that story, but I also think that they're going to try to kind of help him not do too much. So they're going to hand the ball off a lot. And I think that that's going to go to Sanders. 
And I think Sanders is going to get elevated lift in his carries. And I just see him, he's going to at least break out for a couple of big runs, I think. So I don't know. I mean, you're putting your coconuts out there on that one and I love it, but I'm going to go the opposite direction from you guys on that one. Yeah, I see. I just don't see him playing a straight up defense against Gardner Minshew. They're going to load the box. They're going to bring safeties down. They're going to bring everything down and make him throw over the top. I mean, that's basically it. They got corners. They got digs or whatever over there. Leads the world in interceptions. They got whatever else. They're going to put those guys on islands. And they're going to make Gardner Minshew beat them. You know, but I'm just saying that. And you're right, T. That's the logical football 101, seventh grade flag football thing to think. But, you know, when, you know, guys like me and Bombo were thinking in that calculus kind of, you know, accelerated program situation, it's what we get. T, week 16 sit. Who is your week 16 sit? My week 16 sit your ass on the bench because you haven't been doing shit for me is Greg Dolchich. Now, we were high on him. Like, uh, was it like starting week seven, week eight? You know, when he came in in week nine, he had a tutty right away. But I mean, really, in the last five weeks, he really hasn't done shit in PPR. I mean, it's been pathetic. He had one big game against Baltimore in week 13. After that, the last two games have been nothing. And then week 15 against Arizona, 11 yards. That is it. That's pathetic. And the fact that Jerry Judy's back into the lineup, I think, has been playing a big part of that because Jerry Judy's been getting the bulk of those looks and the throws. So I don't see that happening. Plus, it's a tough matchup against the Rams defense. And no matter what their record says, Rams defense still comes out to play and they play hard. I'm just saying. So for me, Greg Dolchich, sit your fucking ass on that bench. Wow, a little fired up, T. Fucking what? Well, I got him in my fantasy. Do to you. He fucking shit the bed for my team. Wow, man. I mean, I yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson. That's all I gotta say. Bombo, what do you think? I think that if you were fortunate enough to get into the playoffs and you're still fighting right now, and you were doing it by streaming tight ends. You probably got a couple wins out of Dulcich if you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire, dump him, pick up another guy. And I think you can do a lot better right now. What do you guys think? Would you guys put Taysom Hill right now in your tight end position over Greg Dulcich if that was your streaming options? I've been playing Taysom Hill in three leagues since week six or week one of them like week three because I had I drafted him late, you know, as one of those things. Just because, dude, he has such an upside every week. And sometimes he scores nothing. But there was a week he scored like 40-some points or something, man. So that made up for a lot of those nothings. You know what I mean? So I love him. Big Taysom Hill, the way they got that thing fired up as a tight end, dude. I like that. That's the loophole right there in fantasy. Yeah. You know, it really is, man. There's a few guys I would probably stream over Greg Dulcich. Uh, right now, I think that the future is bright for him. I think that in the future, he's going to be a matchup problem. It's just that they're just not clicking on all cylinders right now. They're almost looking to fold it in. And the beneficiary of this bad offense that we've seen has been Jerry Judy. And I think the Broncos are totally okay with Jerry Judy just catching all these balls and being the lone offensive star on this team. Oh, you know, let me backtrack on that. 
Latavius Murray out of nowhere, he should have been on the what the fuck. Because I think a Tervi- Latavius Murray went off for like 140 yards rushing uh, this past week. So shout out to Latavius Murray. But I don't think there's this offense is powerful enough to support right, multiple fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> they, they can't support multiple fantasy uh, mouths to feed. So, yeah, I, if Greg Dulcich does go off, that means nobody else went off. And I just don't see that happening. I agree. I agree, man. And just the team is is not doing well as a whole, totally. And everyone's pointing fingers everywhere else. And big guys went down. My boy Javante went down. I'm sort of glad he did. He didn't have to suffer through this year, you know, because he would have been fucking caught up in the dog shit somehow. He would have had some big games, though. I know he would have. But all right, Bombo, who's your must sit your ass on the bench? Don't even come out to play. Because you're grounded week 16. All right, King, let's take it to Arizona. And I'm actually going to take it a step further and not even go as far as he needs to be sitting. Like you shouldn't be, like the option of him starting shouldn't even be there. I think it might be time you can actually flat out cut this guy and either look for a quality backup for a player that you have on your team uh, or, you know, handcuff, backup quarterback, anything like that. And that's Hollywood Brown. So, Hollywood Brown versus Tampa Bay is not a good matchup. I'm not saying that Tampa Bay are world beaters when it comes to their secondary. There's just too many things going on for the Cardinals right now that point downwards for Hollywood Brown. So he was brought in to catch passes from Kyler Murray. He wasn't brought in to catch passes from Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley. So with that offensive line and the deficiencies in those backup quarterbacks, he just doesn't have enough time to to run the routes that you want him to run to get you high quality fantasy points. He's not going to be taking the top off. He could probably get open, but they're not going to get the ball to him. Plus, there's a target monster on the other side of him every play, and that's D-Hop. D-Hop is going to get his targets. He's going to get his catches. D-Hop's going to be in the game in garbage time. D-Hop's going to pretty much be 50% of the offense. The other 50% of the offense is going to be James Conner, who's looked really good lately running the ball and trying to control the clock to keep it away from the other team because they've had some really bad matchups. And that's what they're going to probably do in this game against Tampa Bay. Is try to control the clock, try to get some easy first downs on offense through running. Because right now the offense just the offensive line is not giving Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley enough time to get these passes off. And Colt McCoy might not even play. So they might be going in there with a back a backup to the backup and somebody that they have to sign off the practice squadron. And you just can't rely on anybody that's not D hop to be catching passes in this offense. So don't start him. You're better off cutting him. Because let's call it what it is. Hollywood Brown had a washed year. This is just throw this out. We'll reevaluate later. Because right now, everybody on that team is pretty much auditioning for their jobs. He's probably one of the ones that is safe. Him, D-Hop, Kyler are all safe. Everybody else is auditioning. Don't be surprised if they start to tank. And he doesn't even get as many snaps as he usually gets. So sit your ass on the bench. Get your ass off the team. Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood Brown's a streaky guy anyway to me. You know, he never is a consistent guy and he's really a tough guy to play. And I think the only reason you would play him would be for his name, Bombo, you know, that he does flash once in a while and hope you're hitting the dice. You know, the dice come up seven, you know what I mean? But I don't know. I think I agree with that. You know, I think everything going on there with the situation at quarterback, like you mentioned, and just everything else and D-Hop basically demanding all the targets from the backup guys. It's like, yeah, sit your ass on the bench. G, what do you think? Yeah, so, I mean, we all said it early on. As soon as D-Hop came back, we're going to see Brown's numbers start to deteriorate. And that pretty much happened. Now, he did get hurt, 
during that time and he missed, I don't know, four or five games, whatever it is. And he hasn't looked the same, but he hasn't really looked that great all year. Let's just kind of call it what it is. He's only had one really big game and that was week three against the Rams. I don't like the Cardinals offense. I don't like what's going on. Even before Kyler Murray went down, I just didn't like what was going on over there. They, they didn't gel nowhere on that team. You know, from a fantasy standpoint, I think the only one that was really getting decent points was D-Hop when he came back and Connor when he was healthy and playing. So there really wasn't a lot going on. Um, I just really don't like anything on that offense at all. So I, I think that's a great call out there, Bombo. Let me ask you guys a question, real quick questions. If you guys can see the way that Kyler's playing this year, would you guys have paid him that money before the season started? He got paid no. a lot of money before the season started. I mean. I probably wouldn't be throwing that kind of money around anyway, but what we've seen lately, King, you know, it's not the best quarterback that gets paid the most. It's the next quarterback that gets paid the most. And it was just his time. And, you know, but now that you see that they're handling the Lamar situation in Baltimore, you might want to probably run that risk. Let's say, hey, just that Mexican standoff to see if who's going to flinch first. But looking back at it, it's a bad deal. The one thing I will say is Kyler's injury was coming off of trying to do his best for the team. It's not like some freak injury or like that. He was literally trying to evade a tackle and pick up extra yardage. And that's what you're paying him for. And that's the risk that you run. But honestly, I might not give an undersized running quarterback that much money anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's a, the hitting the nail on the head. D, any comments on that? Yeah, so if you have to put in a clause that he has to start studying game film and, you know, you can't be on your PS5 or, or any of this for so many hours a day and study, that, that's a problem. To me, that's red flags all over it. I would not have given him that money. And then going into what Bombo was saying, absolutely not. I mean, all that just kind of compiles onto it. No way. No way. Absolutely. I would never do that in a million years. Sit your ass on the bench, Hollywood Brown. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up our sit your asses on the bench. Great job, guys. Hey, but before we go today, guys, Merry Christmas, you Scrooge motherfuckers. Nobody's even mentioned Christmas, dude. You know, it's not even Christmas time, and we got to start bringing Christmas back. So you know what? I'm going to say Merry Christmas to you, Bombo. Merry Christmas to you, Mr. T. And I hope you and your families have a great and wonderful day together because the real thing that Christmas is all about is spending time with your loved ones, friends, and family. Okay? So you guys have a great day. For the Double Eye Fantasy crew, we want to wish everyone a very, very Merry Christmas. Be safe. And we are out. Yeah.